Welcome to Commander L Podcast, featuring powerful messages by Commander L, founder and pastor of the Kingdom Ambassadors, a movement dedicated to steering young people of Africa and the world, bringing a revolutionary message and showcasing God's existence in today's advanced world. Listen and be blessed. Today I'll be talking on love. And it would almost be a depreciation, almost be, yeah, I think depreciation is the best word, to say God is power. Come on. It would almost be a depreciation to say God is kindness. I feel like my creator, the higher power that I serve, qualifies for a greater attribute than that. I feel like we can't put him in words. But there was a word that we, they put him in without apology. Is that God is love. Now, I want to correct something. The Bible didn't say love is God. He says God is love. So all these new age movements that have come, so what do you serve? For we, we serve love. That's just a twist of the, of the thing. Just a slight twist. Because God is love and love is God are two completely different statements. So they say love is God. What do you serve God? God is love. In other words, there is a higher power that we serve. In description, we choose to give him the name God, meaning an all-powerful being, all-wise being, so on and so forth. But to say God is love is that we are saying this higher power that we serve, one of his natures, or should I say his nature, the nature, the nature, his natural state, the nature that he projects is that of love. God is love. Now, it will be within the same context for me to say, Ella is kind. God is love. Meaning that when you come around him, the energy that exudes from him is that of love. Not that God is, a, is molded into an entity called love. No. That God is love, meaning the nature, the energy that exudes from this being is love. Making sense? John said this after, after walking with the Lord. Jesus said that you've seen me and you say you want to see the Father. So, John, John was not taking a guess here. He said, God is love. That makes love single-handedly the most powerful virtue that we can interact with in the Christendom. God is tongues. God is prayer. God is fasting. 
nowhere in scripture does it describe God as any of these things. Meaning that on pure analysis level, love is a greater virtue than any of these. Here are three things to know about love. Number one, love is the nature of the higher power we serve. And you can write 1 John 4, 16 there. Love is the nature of the higher power that we serve. Number two, each of the 22 verse 37 and 38, love is the greatest commandment. Love is the greatest commandment. Matthew chapter 22 verse 37 and 38. 37-38. Jesus said unto him, Okay, can we get like 35? 35. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, <laughs> asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Now, Charlie, can you imagine how much of a trick question this was? Now, we are assuming that every law must be delicate, must be very important. That is why they were all given. Now, they come and ask you, which one, which one is the, great, is, is the greatest commandment in the law? Which one is the greatest? Now, the moment Jesus points any of them, he has done a very delicate thing here. Do you know what he has done? Should I say he has put all the laws on a beam balance? He has put all the laws on a pivot. Now he has said this one is important. In other words, we can focus on this one. The rest is not too serious if you break them. Whichever law he says is the most important, then it becomes justifiable to break the others to fulfill that one. So, for example, imagine Jesus is the greatest is honor your father and your mother and the Lord. In other words, if my father says that as a young boy you have to be sexually active, then I can break the other commandment in order to honor my father. You get it. Because it's the greatest. I get it that I shouldn't commit fornication. But if honor your father and your mother is the greatest, then I have to choose the greatest over this. <laughs> you get the point. So they put Jesus as a lawyer, very smart guy. He put Jesus in a tight corner. He didn't know that he asked that question to bless us today. Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? I was expecting Jesus to talk a little bit about the bush, try explaining himself without contemplating, without thinking. He just answered with ease, straightforward. For example, if I ask you, who is the greatest person in your life? Master, be careful before you answer. Be very careful before you answer. Your father? He produced the something to produce you. Your mother? She received there's something to produce. Without each of them, you wouldn't be around. No, but maybe there were also some people in your life who, who played key roles. If they, if they weren't there, trust me, you wouldn't turn out well. Which is important? The silver, the water, the fire, the gas, the stove, or the rice that is being cooked? The rice is the most important. 
Then silver and water and fire says we are going. Into rising. Water is important. Then boil, boil. Rice say, eh, hey, me the main thing that I'm being put in there. So I think the water is more important than me. But without contemplating, Jesus gave, I thought he would say, what do you mean by which day? For every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father is important. No, guys, wouldn't that be a more reasonable answer? Every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father is important. And to be honest, even as I'm saying it right now, I feel that's supposed to, I feel it's true. Like you get it. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father is what important. Everybody, look at the question. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father is important. Like I feel it. It's important. Look at Jesus. Jesus said unto him, Master. <laughs> now, watch how Jesus rubbished every law and justified every law at the same time. He said, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. Thy mind. So, Jesus esteems the love greater than any command of the Father that you can obey. Now, let me make it a little practical for you. In other words, for you to love is more important than the 12-day fast God said, go on. That means that, not to say, now get the context of what I'm saying, not to say that when God says, go on a 14-day fast, God, I'd rather choose to love. No, not that. That is to say that, that is to say that little weight is given to your 14-day fast if you're not walking in love. Imagine dressing so nice to class and bombing every paper. It, it, dressing nice is good. It's important to look presentable. But the point is that if the most essential thing, which is you are going to class to study, to pass, to receive accreditation, that you have studied and you know, you are bombing, then it gives very little meaning to. How many of you, I'm sure everybody has experienced this before. How many of you have seen a very fresh girl in the class? You're like, hey, the girl is fresh. Or you've seen a very fresh boy in the class. Go, oh, this boy, I just like the way he is. This. And then the boy bombed. And the next time you saw him, <laughs> something changed about the freshness. Give me a wave. Second scenario. How many of you have seen a very fresh boy, fresh girl, very nice, everything? And they asked them a question in class and they couldn't answer. They bad basa. They were not eloquent. And after that, when you saw them, you were feeling sad for them. It's like, oh nice boy the equation doesn't balance but it oh they, they, they dress nicely but it's like you is this one is in your heart something has changed about the person in your heart recently i saw one it wasn't easy but <laughs> the point i am making is that jesus is saying this is the greatest commandment, love. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. He put it, like he puts love at the top of all the commandments that Moses gave. Love. They asked him, What is the greatest? Now, verse 38. This is the first and great commandment. 39. And the second is like unto it. In other words, the second is also the, the greatest. 
This is the first and it's the greatest commandment. But there is a second which is equally great. What is the second? And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So love to God, love to man. It's all just the love in the heart. Like Jesus is putting love at the top of the food chain. Whether love to God or love to man. So love is the greatest commandment. That's the second thing to know about love. Charlie, God has asked us not to do and to do a lot of things. But amongst all of them, at the top of the list is love. Can you imagine that? So then it should tell you that there is an imbalance in the doctrinal structure if love doesn't find its way in every teaching. There is an imbalance in the doctrinal structure if there are subjects that are emphasized more than love. There is an imbalance in the doctrinal structure if a whole church can be built on discontention, hatred, and competition with other ministries. There is an imbalance in the doctrinal structure if there can be a church where people are arguing, people are fighting, and the pastor will even take sides. You can imagine how far we've strayed if love is such a powerful virtue in the kingdom. Give me 14. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. I'm saying Jesus, by saying that this, this one is the greatest, he has insulted all the other commandments. Then he quickly, Jesus was such a wise man. He says, now, this is the greatest. But on these two, these two, that have been summarized into one and has become the greatest, hang all the law and the prophets. Now, when you take the remaining 600 and, there are 630 minus two, so it's how much? 611. So when you take all the 611 laws left, they are all possible. They are all in autopilot if you do the two laws. Love God, love your neighbor. For example, one of the laws was that when you are harvesting, not harvest everything. Leave about 10% of your crops on the farm to rot and spoil just to be there. Why? Just in case a stranger should stumble into your farm, there should be something left for him to eat. But even more than that, look at what God was doing. Now that they have, there is food left in the farm, the birds of the air, they neither plant nor reap, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Food will be in abundance. He says, when you love, even if I didn't tell you to do it, some way, somehow, love will find a way of inspiring you to say, why am I harvesting all this? Just in case, let me leave something. Thou shalt not kill. Of course, if I love, I can't hate him. Imagine how much you owe your life to your mother and your father, no matter how they are. When you understand love and understand that the being exists in the first place because of them, that alone is enough reason for me to love them. Forget everything your father will do. Forget everything your mother will do. The fact that you are even alive to be able to feel emotions is because they brought you into being. That love will cause you to honor them in ways that will blow your own mind. Like Jesus is saying that when you take all the law and the prophet, it hangs on these two. That's amazing love 
is the greatest commandment. Number three. Love is the foundation of Christianity. John 3, 16. John chapter 3, verses 16. Love is the foundation of Christianity. John 3, 16. Do you have... T There's a version called TPT. Do you have it? The Passion Translation. Oh, that means sure I'll be very what? Then after you give me message to after I'm done. For this is how much God loved the world. Period. For this is how much God loved the world. For this is how much God loved the world. For this is how much God loved the world. Everybody repeat to me. For this is how much God loved the world. Let's go again. For this is how much God loved the world. For this is how much God loved Isaac. He gave his one and only. The cause for the effect called Christianity is love. Christianity is only an effect of God's love. Christianity is a byproduct. The cause was love. As he was sitting up there, or he was restless, he loved the world so much. This is what he did. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift so now everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life the lower part is not the focus the thing is that he wanted to show how much he loved that is why he brought all these conditions that's why he brought all these things he wanted to show how much he loved the foundation of christian life that the thing that christianity is built upon the thing that being a citizen of the kingdom of god is built upon is love that is the real foundation without his speaking in tongues is making noise Without it, faith to move mountains is nothing. Without it, there is no faith and there is no hope. That is how dangerous it is. Love. Love. It is the foundation. God himself plays by the rule of love. It's something that he himself is subject to. He says, for God so loved that he gave. So love is the foundation of Christianity. It is the foundation. If there is anything your mind is on the most as a believer, it is love. Do you understand that? There is such a beauty in the miraculous. There is such a beauty in power demonstration. We'll get there. <laughs> Let's go to Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Oh, I told you you give it from the message. Right? Let's just read the message. <laughs> Isn't this sweet reading the Bible? I always tell people that what I'm doing when I'm teaching you is actually me just repeating to you what the scriptures say. Meaning that if you'd actually sit down to take your time to study, there is nothing you will not know. If you actually sit down to study, you cannot be deceived. In this season, deception is the main strategy of the enemy. And there are a lot of people that are going to be so, so, so deceived, so, so, so confused. Is it A or it's B or it's C? But the truth of the matter is that when you actually sit down, it's all plain. There's this simplicity in God. Eh? It's so simple that it makes people miss him. It's so simple that it makes people miss the point. Someone 
recently asked me, so what's your favorite food? I said, anything that's nice. <laughs> Sometimes these things are very simple. But we can complicate things. This is how much God loved the world. Again, we see the same phrasing. He gave his son. This is how much God loved the world. So everything, the whole Jesus coming, that 33 and a half years, it can be summarized into four words. L-O-V-E. That's all. 33 and a half years. It can be summarized into four words. This is how much God loved the world. All of that was just one statement of love. That's all. That's what the Bible kept on saying, the day of the Lord. Just one day of God's love. That's all. 33 and a half years. So, these are the things to understand, miracle, about love. That love is such a great virtue. Love is such a primary thing about Christianity. We do not joke with it. We do not play with it. We do not minimize it. We do not love. 